Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their Elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at it on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eye wear but also if you use the code southern20 you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com again check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code southern20 to save on their brand new eyewear another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, guys, and first on the line, we have our buddy Patrick Allen from North Carolina. Patrick, how are you doing, man? I'm doing outstanding. How about yourself? Doing excellent, man. Appreciate you making a little time for us this evening to kind of give us a report coming in from North Carolina. It's my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Anytime we talk deer hunting, I'm always on board. Well, perfect, perfect. Well, let's kind of jump straight into this episode. You know, what kind of activity have you been seeing up until this point in and around the areas where you're hunting in North Carolina? So... 
Uh, opening day, I saw some pretty good activity up in the mountains. Um, but uh, I was only there opening day, and then I'm, I'm back down here in uh, eastern central North Carolina, a little north of Fayetteville. Um, and I'm not seeing much movement. I haven't really done. I haven't done actually any uh, morning hunts. Um, it's just it's just too hot. <clears throat> so, um, but I've been getting out in the afternoons, and I'm seeing. Uh, you know, I'm seeing pretty decent movement about the last hour of light. Um, I haven't really seen anything before then. Um, so yeah, last hour of light, man. They're they're up and they're moving there. Awesome. They're on their way. So. Mm-hmm. Well, also, you know. With what you've been doing, you know, scouting-wise and just kind of getting out there, I know you've hunted with uh, Greg Broadway a little bit. You know, what kind of acorn mass and soft mass have you been seeing so far or so far uh, this season out there? So as far as soft mass, um, you know, and I'm not real – I don't I don't claim to be an expert in, in any of this. <laughs> but uh, as far as soft mass, I'm, I'm not seeing much. Um, acorns, uh, we, we we hunted some around some, some oak flats last night. Um and that, that's that's kind of what we're keying on. I mean, the, the acorns are starting to uh, they're they're kind of they're not they're not you know braining there or anything. But uh, where I'm at, they're they're starting to they're starting to fall a little bit. So uh, I think moving on in the next week or two, possibly you know three, uh, I'm going to be keying in on on acorns because uh, because they seem to be starting to fall. So all right, and up until this point, you know. Are the bucks right now still kind of grouped up from what you've heard from, like, in your area or seen so far, or are they starting to separate? Uh, in my area, um, really, like, the first week um, of the season, I saw them still together. Um, but since since after that first week, um, it, it's pretty much been a solo show, um, you know, and it's it's actually really starting to heat. It looks like it's starting to heat up, man. I mean, we're... We're, uh, we're, we saw a good bit of scrapes and rubs last night um, while we were, because, I mean, essentially we scouted this this piece in the preseason and, uh, you know, thought it was a good place um, and went in last night and literally just scouted to find, or hunted to find hot sign and then hung, hung and hunted. So, um, and last night we found, we found the most sign we've seen this year, at least personally for me. Awesome. Well, perfect. Well, that kind of touched on, you know, what kind of activity, buck activity you're seeing so far. So that's good. You're seeing scrapes starting to open up, grubs starting to open up a lot. Uh, so that that's a really good sign for you. Now, uh, also, are you hunting uh, mostly public or private land kind of in your area? So I, I, I hunt uh, Fort Bragg a lot because it's really close to me. And then there's some game lands at least within an hour or two hours from me. So I do a lot of public land hunting. Um, and then uh, when I have, you know, I have to plan for it, but I have, a, I've got a friend who's got a, about 110 acres up in the mountains of North Carolina, and it's mine. Like, I mean, he, he hunts it maybe one day a year, and then uh, the rest of it, it's me. And so, um, you know, I'd say 75% of my hunts are done on public land, and then the other 25 are done up at my lease. All right, perfect. And also, you know, up until this point, you know, what has the fauna recruitment looked, uh, looked like in your area? Personally, I, I think it's been uh, I mean, it's a lot better than last year. Um, you know, I, I can't per se put a number on it, but I know I, I, I do some helping out uh, at Fort Bragg with the uh, with the coyotes uh, we trap, and um, I know we, we we put a dent in them. And I've seen uh, I want to say eighty percent of my sits I've seen a fawn. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I mean, I, I think it's 
I think they're thriving this year, at least in my area. So I hope, I hope everybody else can say the same. Well, and also up until this point, you know, how much rain have y'all had and how has that affected your hunting? Man, we got pummeled. <laughs> we just had, uh, you know, like I said, I'm here in, in eastern central North Carolina and Hurricane Florence came through, I guess, two weeks ago, something like that, and dropped, uh, I don't know, maybe 15, 16, I mean, it could be more inches of rain and, uh, you know, it's just been so so damp and so moist that the mosquitoes are just they're they're thriving and and on steroids and they're they're out to kill because they're they're killing me so <laughs> yeah you're trying to fight those little helicopters man i'm telling you what when they get big enough and you're thinking they can carry you off there's a problem with that so yeah yeah i agree 100 percent. well also you know kind of wrap this uh interview up you know what is your early season tactic up until this point uh and how has it kind of worked for you so far so, you know, my my private land, I, I hunt different on private land as opposed to public land, as I'm sure most do. But, um, you know, my private land, I've got, there's some preset stands, and, you know, those have always produced. Um, but actually, I really I really tried to adopt the running gun method this year. Like, um, you know, I, I got rid of my climber. I hunted out of climber last year, and this year I'm running, you know, a, a hang-on with sticks, and, you know, I'm... I'm kind of trying to, you know, look into to kind of how deer move and why they move that way. So, um, you know, I, I really, I, I've, I'm, I'm hanging and hunting, um, even on my private piece, um, because there's only so, so, so many areas. I mean, obviously, there's only two stands that you can hunt, that you've only got two stands on, right? <laughs> so I'm kind of trying to broaden out there. And then as far as the public goes, I'm still learning, man. I'm, I'm trying to learn every time I go out. But uh, I think... A difference in this year as opposed to years past is that I would just go in and I would hang hang a hang a set and just kind of you know just hope for the best. Well, now I'm I'm really trying to go where nobody else wants to go and looking for you know sign whether it be tracks, rubs, scrapes, um, drainages, especially right now because it's, it's so hot. Um, so yeah, I kind of. You know, I'm still learning. Uh, I don't, I don't claim to be an expert, but uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how I'm approaching it. It's kind of, I get an area, scout it on Onyx, go in, and look for sign and set up. So, well, perfect. Well, Patrick, we appreciate you coming on for this week's episode, man. Definitely, we'll stay in touch like always through social media and everything else, man. And wish you the best of luck this season. Hey, likewise, man. Uh, good luck to you as well. So. All right, guys, and next on the phone, we have our buddy Sam Marsingill from South Carolina. But today, he's going to be actually covering Georgia for us. So, Sam, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing excellent. I appreciate you making a little time for us, like always, to come on here. But, man, uh, let's let's talk let's talk about uh, Georgia. Uh, now, this, guys, is going to be kind of interesting because we're going to do both a buck report about the deer along with a bear report coming out of Georgia. Since I know there's a, we've had a lot of interest so far with me doing my bear hunt and people kind of wanting to do the same thing, you know, Georgia's a great opportunity for us. So, you know, Sam, kind of talk to us a little bit about what activity have you been seeing uh, in that northeastern corner of Georgia when it comes to both bear and deer? The activity, uh, as far as the deer, it looks pretty decent. Uh, I've been seeing some does and some fawns. I've actually seen two fawns, uh, and that's that's looking pretty good. Uh, as far as the bucks, I saw one buck that I actually bumped out of a bed I uh, didn't get a great look at him. 
little glimpse of the side of a main beam looked like a decent buck for the area. Uh, the buck sign is, is pretty minuscule for that mountainous area. I really expected to see more, but, you know, it is what it is. As far as the bear, uh, the sign is, is really location-specific, and it's, it's definitely surrounding food. Uh, this time of year, the, the acorns dropping, the persimmons are looking good. Uh, even finding some muscadines, that's that's what they're going to be focusing on right now. All right, perfect. And you know, up until this point, while you're while you've been up in those mountains, you know, what kind of buck activity have you been seeing? Uh, you know, with this old buck sign or fresh buck sign in that area. Uh, like I said it's, it's really been surprisingly minuscule on the buck sign. I have found a couple of old rubs and uh, two of this year's rubs. Uh, but I haven't seen any old scrapes. A lot of times over on South Carolina side, you can find where the scrapes are actually, you can see the dished out portion, even with the new fallen leaves from last year's uh, scrapes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I really haven't seen it over there. Now, also up until this point, you know, where are you finding a lot of that bear sign? Like, are you finding it more around the food sources or, you know, how are you going about trying to locate some of those bears? Uh, it's definitely looking around food and water. Uh, the biggest thing right now is white oak acorns. And uh, there's not a ton of white oaks in that particular area, but there are some red oaks. And they're eating the red oaks along with the white oaks. Uh, and then you find some sign around water. All right. And also, you know, are you hunting, is this a public or private land up there in that part of the Georgia? It's it's all public. Awesome, man. What? Well, I'm sorry? Na- National Forest. All right, perfect. Well, that's a, that's a cool opportunity to be able to go up there, especially, you know, you being an out-of-state hunter coming from South Carolina to be able to do that hunt. That's that's pretty fascinating, and I know we've had a lot of lot of uh, interest in doing that. Now, when it comes to up until this point, you know, how has – or first of all, how much rain have y'all had up until this point in that area, and how has it affected, you know, both the acorns and also the vegetation up there? The, uh, uh, we had a, a real good bit of rain this uh, spring and summer. It's, it's slacked off toward the end of summer. Yeah, we're still getting some showers here and there. Uh, as far as acorns, it, it, I think it really affected them. In my early scouting in late August, early September, I found a lot of aborted acorns that were just, you know, they started and then the tree just aborted them. Uh, and it was really hard to find an area that was producing a good bit of acorns. Uh, the rain did help. A lot of the burns and clear cuts as far as getting the green briar and uh, the other scrub brush to start growing up, get some greenery for the deer. All right, perfect. And, you know, kind of break this down for us a little bit. When it, when it comes to, uh, you know, bear hunting in that area, you know, what are some of your tactics right now? I know you talked about, like, trying to target food and water, but, you know, what are you really trying to do to be able to try to harvest a, a bear in that area? And then after you kind of answer that, you know, how, if someone wanted to go up there and do a deer hunt, you know, what would you recommend for them to try to do at this time of the year to try to make that happen? Uh, right now, it's it's really all about food. Uh, the bear and the deer, they're both getting, you know, trying to get their bellies as full as possible. Uh, but as far as really with both of them, you're looking for the MRS, the most recent sign. Uh, generally, where I find my most recent bear sign, I don't find my most recent deer sign. And I've... Uh, I've had multiple people tell me, and I've seen it on my own trail cameras over the years, when a bear gets in an area and is just kind of hanging around, the deer kind of back off. Not to say they're completely gone from that area, but they 
they generally, from my experience, try to avoid the bear for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, I find you'll find an oak tree that's just absolutely eat up with the, the deer have been in, just tearing it up, and then there won't be any bear sign in that general area. Whereas a couple ridges down, you'll find the bear sign and maybe a little bit of hit and miss deer hog sign, but the you know generally they don't mix. Right. Where the deer are heavy, the bear aren't. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that too. And that's kind of something that surprised me when I was hunting out in the East Tennessee this past weekend. You know, we couldn't locate really any, first of all, any uh, deer sign. And we hiked, I think, uh, six and a half, eight, six or se- six and a half or seven miles uh, the first day and couldn't find really any deer sign at all. And I only found one pile of uh, bear scat that was probably almost a week or two old. Um, so it was definitely kind of hit or miss. And I've heard the same thing, though. You know, if you find bears, you know, your deer are going to be kind of pushed out of that area, at least for a little bit, and kind of vice versa. So that's that's pretty good advice. Now, also, uh, Sam, you know, I do appreciate you coming on, man. I hope you really can get a bear, dude, going on into this season. And uh, that would be awesome for you to get that and maybe come back on the podcast, talk about that hunt. And also, i got to ask you while you're up there, will, will you take advantage if a good buck or something comes by you while you're in the stand or hunting off the ground and uh, take that? Uh it's going to be a tough call. I, I told myself going into this, you know, I'm going over there for bear and I'm not going over there for deer and hogs, but I actually did stalk hogs last Sunday. And, uh, that turned out to be a, an hour and a half of interesting. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I won't take a deer while I'm bear hunting if it's legal, but, uh, I'm not trying to. Well, awesome. I hear that. Well, Sam, I appreciate you, man, coming on and, uh, I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. And, uh, I think you're going to have a great season, brother. So, Again, I wish you the best of luck. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. Y'all have a- All right, guys. And next on the line, we have our buddy Justin Miller coming in from Midwestern Tennessee. Justin, how are you doing tonight? Man, it's a great night. Awesome, man. I appreciate you making some time for us this evening. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, let's jump straight into it, man. Uh, I know it's kind of exciting what's going on right now. You know, season's definitely kicking in pretty strong in Tennessee. So let's kind of break down what you've been seeing so far with activity. You know, in your area, on your farms, you know, what are you kind of seeing so far on those cameras and also just what you've been observing while being around the farm? Okay, well, um, to start off with, generally this is what most people kind of call the October lull when the acorns just start dropping here. Um, Generally speaking, we... We already have acorns on the ground, and uh, so this year we've noticed a lot of uh, a lot of areas here don't have any acorns, and some have very few trees that produce. Um, partially, I think last year we had a really heavy crop in this area, and uh, the deer were mi- missing the wall for a whole lot longer in that October section than we normally saw, um, and so that that usually uh, produces a, a less um, percentage crop for the next year. So I think that's part of it, but uh, we've been seeing on uh, some of the places I actually have some fresh food plots that we planted that we've, we've had a hard time getting started off because uh, the no acorn pushing the deer into browse still and uh, and food plots, you know, that fresh growth, they're, they're hitting it where they wouldn't normally hit at this time of the year. Um, we have seen a little bit of feeding on persimmons, but most of our persimmons in this area haven't dropped yet. Um, have noticed that some of the older trees didn't produce well, but the younger trees have really, really good crops of, uh, of persimmon. Um, and uh, we did see, or I, I was noticing some uh, beating on some hickory trees, some of the smaller hickory nuts. That's something I don't usually see, but I think due to the, to the low acorn crop, we've seen some, uh, 
some hickory nests where they've been they've been cracking them and eating on some of the smaller stuff there. Um, but a lot of a lot of browse is still available, and so it's not pushing them as much as I think it will later in the year to uh, crops and food sources. There's still a lot of browse available in the woods, so they're not um, they're not hurting yet. They, there will be a definite shortage later in the year um, where you're going to see it um, push them farther out of the woods and into crops and food plots and other alternate food sources. All right, and, you know, so far this season, you know, what have you noticed with the bucks? Are they still kind of grouped up right now, or are they starting to separate in your area? Man, I've seen a lot of separation. We actually got to document a buck moving uh, about two and a half miles, and uh, the last picture we ha- I had of him, which was uh, his summer pattern, I was getting pretty consistent um, daylight, morning and evening pictures of him, and uh, that was in velvet, and I had the last picture of velvet. had a buddy watch him cross a road, and uh, that was about a mile from my house. And then we actually got him on trail camera. Another buddy got him on trail camera about two and a half miles from his summer location. Um, that was September 15th, my last picture, and he was in his new location of September 21st. And uh, so we got to document that. But I've definitely seen a lot of change in pattern as they've, uh, they're losing their velvet. And uh, some deer don't change their pattern very much. Some just move a ridge or two or um, to a food source, you know, where they're they're hanging out next to but uh some deer can make that drastic move you know you you won't see them again until um they move back into that area so now also you know since the bucks are kind of split right now are you noticing any increase in buck activity when it comes to rubs and scrapes so far yeah yeah i get to see some of that when i'm out tracking um and uh, we've definitely seen some very fresh scrapes um and rubs as well I would say it's not heavy yet. It was very light. I think they're probably sticking closer to, if you can get on those scrapes and rub areas, um, it's going to be close to where your deer are hanging out right now because they're they're definitely not roaming yet like you would expect uh, for pre-rut or anything, but, but there is some activity showing uh, around the areas where they hang out um, daily. All right, and also in your area, have you noticed uh, anything changing with the fawn recruitment with your area, whether it's been higher or lower or the same as uh, past years? Um, well, as far as, as fawn recruitment goes, I think from what I've gathered on trail camera pictures, that's mostly what I go by. And uh, my in Dixon County, which is one of, the, one of the places I have a farm, I've seen a little higher fawn recruitment, whereas uh, here in Perry County, it's been almost a little lower than average. So, but it's not been significant. I've seen, you know, a few fawns with, uh, out of maybe five does, we've seen two or three fawns per, per every five. And that's not unusual. Um, not unusually low or it's definitely not high, but it, it's not low either. So I think that we've, we've had a decent, a decent fawn recruitment this year. It's what I would say, um, on average. And also in your area, you know, how has uh, or how has the moisture, like how much rain have y'all had up until this point across the summer, and has that changed anything on your landscape in a positive or in a negative way? Um, we've had um, pretty good spring rain. Um, we, had, we had good rain up until at least the middle of June, and it actually exceptionally, um, not necessarily overly moist, but it was an exceptional, uh, even, it was very even, we didn't have any... Uh, any dry gaps at all, which had good brows. Um, it produces a really good browse actually for, for later in the, throughout the summer if you can get them early spring rain to stay consistent. 
Um, but then we also have noticed, we had a, uh, it's about a month in uh, late, mid mid to late July, that it was pretty dry and up into August. Um, as of late, we actually had some, some good rains come in. Um, the last, I think it was about a week and a half ago that it started getting moist again. And uh, so it's been been good the last couple couple weeks here for, for food plots and, and for the deer too. The uh, moisture is especially good for uh, keeping off the, uh, uh, the the biting gnat um, leaves. Um, that, that's that's vital towards the end of the year when it's warm to get that to keep that from from developing in areas where there's low water supply. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, to kind of wrap up this uh, this buck report. You know, kind of talk to us a little bit about your early season tactic. And I know we had talked about this previously, uh, but talk to us, like, what are you trying to do right now to be able to harvest one of your bucks? And uh, what are you going to be kind of doing going forward? Um, I have, uh, I actually have been I'm working on um, getting some patterns of them hitting food plots because in my area, usually this time of the year, I would be finding a white oak ridge and, uh, and look for some, scrapes or some sign at now early sign sign right now is good to hunt around um, because it means or, or at least start researching around because it means you're, you're close to their area um, if you're getting scrapes and rubs at this time of the year it's pretty likely that you're in the in within a, a hunting distance at least of, of a buck's um, core area um, generally speaking they don't do that as much around their summer area and so you you will have you know they'll have all transition into into an area where they're they're um, rutting a little bit not necessarily rutting but they're showing signs there of that um, as far as what I for me personally I am uh, I'm banking on some food plots being pretty killer and uh, I've got cameras set up and and then waiting on them to start moving in and hitting some food plots and I've got some really good growth on and uh, you know a food source right now is, is pretty good for uh, as far as getting them they, they usually move in and will kind of determine their patterns by some food still um, so if you can figure out what they're hitting in your area that's definitely the key right now they haven't they haven't gone in, into gear and, and rutting and, and not caring about which even then sometimes you get some get, get a lot of dough you, you get good rut activity around your food but right now the bucks are still definitely um, moving around food here in our area all right well perfect justin well i appreciate you man making some time for us this evening uh, i really do like the, hearing that uh, that buck report from your area uh, it's kind of exciting kind of see how you know even just a couple hundred you know it's a hundred miles or so how different just you know acorn crops can be and fall recruitment and everything else can be it's just it's pretty fascinating man so i do appreciate you coming on I hope you have a awesome fall. We'll definitely stay in touch and have you back on later this fall. And again, good luck with some of your track jobs you coming up. I know you stay pretty busy with all that. I do, <laughs> I do that, and that does um, that does make a little difference on my approach to uh, to chasing some bucks because I, I don't I get limited time, so I got to make sure that I use it the very best I can. <laughs> yep, yes, sir. All right, well, we appreciate, it, sir, and you uh, you have a great evening. Thank you, sir. 
All right, guys, we're starting to get kind of close to summer here. And you know what my favorite part about summer is? The Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard us talk about it a lot last year, and we actually got to meet a lot of you guys at that expo. Well, we're excited to announce we're going to be there again. This time it's going to be in Dalton, Georgia, June 28th through June 30th. We are going to be there all three days. We're going to have a bunch of past podcast guests there. We're going to have a booth where you can come by and grab some merchandise. And I'm sure we're going to be recording all kinds of podcasts there. If you're unfamiliar, the Mobile Hunters Expo is the place you need to be. If you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It is an excellent group of people that are going to be there. A lot of whitetail killers from around the southeast are going to be there. You're going to get to talk to them, shake their hand, learn from them in person, make some connections. And guys, we get a lot of questions about uh, which saddle should I get? Which tree stand should I get? What about this piece of gear? What about that piece of gear? How do I meet other hunters who want to hunt the same way that I do? You know, finding a good hunting buddy. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a place for all of that. So you guys don't miss it. June 28th through the 30th, Dalton, Georgia. We'll see you there.